The following podcast is intended for audiences aged 21 and over. Gentle persons, I welcome you to another Kaplowitz Media presentation. This time, uh, a brief disillusione deprogram retrospective. A pair of re airings. In case you miss them, in case you want to catch them again, here are two classic episodes for your audio perusal. Myself, Kaplowitz Media, and Dion Giolito, Illusione Cigars, entertain and amaze. Powered, but of course, by Illusione Cigars, for this is the unofficial and unauthorized Disillusione Deprogram Pod. Cast, welcome to the society. I am Capowitz Media. With me is my co-host Dion Giolito. Dion, it's crazy here. Everything yeah. okay? Everything's fine. Okay, it, it's. I had a rough, rough morning. Um, first of all, yesterday, almost seventy degrees. Okay beautiful right i saw it from my window it sure was yeah. yes look looking from my window it was nice my weather app told me it was about 68 degrees didn't dare step foot outside but to keep busy um in between my naps i um figured because of the warming weather let me wash my hoodies one last time and start you know packing them in for the season because, and I totally understand I jumped the gun. Totally understand I jumped the gun. Going crazy looking for something to do. Did that. So this morning, you want to take a shot at the temperature? How cold uh, it is? One. Yes, it's one degrees upon waking this morning. And, I mean, it might as well have been. So suddenly I have... My I have like four hoodies folded up, nice and fluffy, all ready to be put away for a little bit. And I have to grab one. So I grabbed the charcoal one because I couldn't decide between the black and the ash. Anyway, put it on and I look at myself in the mirror and the drawstring must have got hooked on something. I don't know if it was another hoodie or a piece of the washing machine or dryer, but it got like crimped and twisted and I couldn't uncrimp or twist it. So I had to cut it and then pull it out. So my hoodie has no drawstring, Dion. So are you the guy, are you the type of guy that after you lose the string in the hoodie, 
do you toss the hoodie or do you not go back to it anymore? Do you not wear it as much as you would normally wear it? Had you had the string still in there? Are you that person? <sighs> it, it, it's, it's really a loaded topic. It's not as cut and dry as you appear to believe it to be. Um, I wouldn't throw, I wouldn't dispose of a hoodie just because of a lack of a drawstring. That said, I do, I would wear it less, I believe. I would wear it less. If, if everything is the same between two hoodies I'm looking at, I'm going to go with the complete one, no? I'm going to go with the one with the string. Well, yeah, the one without the string just goes to the bottom of the pile. It goes to the land of misfit clothes, and it sits there, and it's essentially been thrown away. You just don't know it yet. You look at it, you don't wear it, but yeah, it's 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 essentially refuse. And and it's there for what if I help somebody move or if I decide to paint my house. Neither right. of which is going to happen. But I I have I have almost a drawer of clothes that would fit that bill. Not that I'm thinking about it. That so, they're just there because right. they're teetering. They're in like some kind of clothing purgatory. Yeah, and so essentially, that's like the first step to becoming a hoarder. But I'm so far from that. I'm so minimalistic in every other way, and I'm so careful about what I purchase. Never, you never want to go shopping with me. I'm maddening. It gets to the point where I'm get pissed at myself. Very particular. But once I do get something, I hold on to it. You're right. So it's like yeah. kind of like a minimalist hoarding. Yeah, a, minim a minimalist hoarder. Yeah, so, how strange. Never thought of it like that. I've, uh, a long time ago, a friend of mine gave me a good bit of advice. Uh, my buddy Rex, that guy I made the cigar for, I called the Rex anyways. He says, you know what? If I have it longer than six months, I either give it away, throw it away. And if I need something like that again, I'll either go out and buy it or I'll borrow it. Now, is that for everything, or Jeff, or are we still in the in the clothing world? I, I don't know if it's for everything. I mean, obviously, it, it, maybe if you have a car, I don't know, a collector's car, or whatever, you, you don't throw <laughs> that away after six months, of course. You know, a, a china set, maybe. Yeah, yeah, right. But I mean, if it's like, I don't know, like that one-off tool that you needed mm. to complete a project. Right, maybe I call mine like duct tape. A, like a steering wheel remover, you know, it's, it's a pretty, it's a, it's a, it's a pretty much a one-time use thing. Right. And so I, I, I mean, I can, I can say that I have one from back in my days when I was working on my, you know, my old Cadillac mm -hmm. and it's, I, I opened my toolbox and it's still there. It's, it's, it's haunting my toolbox. It's still staring at me. It's like, Hey, you ever going to use me again? And I'm like, you know, I'm thinking to myself, I'm like, no, I'm never going to use you. And I need to throw it away. That's like one of the things. I mean, I've done that with a lot of things in my in my life. Mm. I've walked into my garage. I've seen stuff sitting on my shelf in there. I'm like, you know, oh, and you always get that. You always get that thing. Well, you know, I might need it for that one time that, exactly. I, that I will need it. And then, and then you're there with your pants down. You right. had and it. Then, you don't have it. You need it. How dumb but, do you want to feel? It's like a, another it's kind of insurance. Right. Not really, but I mean, because you look at that and then you can times it by 10 or by 20. So you're looking at these things on the shelf and you're going, 
okay, but man, I really need that because you remember the first time when you really, really needed it, right? And so it's like, oh, it might happen again. But no, like throw caution to the wind, throw whatever that thing is away <laughs> that's sitting on your shelf. And if you do by chance need it again, go rent it, go rent it from Home Depot or wherever the uh, tool rental places are, or borrow it from your neighbor. Um, but it's, it's really liberating. It's liberating to throw something out. You know, it really is. And, and one of the things I love to do myself is see how little I could get away with needing to acquire and to keep. I, I almost like getting rid of stuff more than I like taking stuff on. But it's just weird. And then I looked at myself in the mirror real quick, and I actually took a selfie. If somebody wants to see a selfie of me in the hoodie, check out Kaplowitz Media on Instagram. How about that? Which I think is eight out of every ten pictures you put up there. is either you in a hoodie or you in a, in a white beater. Or a white T-shirt. Um, or a, a crossword puzzle I solved. No. So, so follow that. But uh, it it doesn't look bad is the thing. I think that's the surprise. I might actually wear it. I don't have another charcoal hoodie. I have an ash. I have a black. I have a blue one, but the less said about that, the better. It's a navy blue. It was a mistake. There's too much color in that. Far too much color. It, 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 actually, it was semi-gifted to me. I was is that for shopping. a happy day? I was is that, is that <laughs> that's my rainbow. That, yeah. that uh, on an otherwise cloudy day. No, I, I was shopping with somebody and she kind of steered me toward the navy blue. And every time I wear it, I think I, which is, I can't remember the last time, but there's something about navy blue sweats that make everybody who wears them look like a, like a police cadet, like they're at the academy. And See, I like blue. Blue is one of my favorite colors. Like a dark blue or light blue. We're, we're making yeah. this about you, and this is supposed like to be about blue. me. A dark blue is nice. A dark blue is nice. The only thing is when the blue is so dark that it almost looks black, it triggers the sensation in me of when you pick up a chocolate chip cookie and bite into it to find out that it's oatmeal raisin, which is the worst feeling in the world. Yeah, that's that's disturbing. It's disturbing. I, I have problems with black too i mean i like the color black right but it's like when you put it on and it's like is this black or is this kind of like purple black or is this black or is this kind of like <sighs> purple black is blue, the devil blue yeah. black and i'm like and and then i get because i'm like i just want a black shirt or i want a i want a, a black sweater or a black hoodie but if it just has that slight tinge of off color where it's getting to like the root color that that it's right from, from washing after you usually. wear it for a while yeah yeah, yeah wear I, and wash yeah I, I get I get real I, I, I get real funny about it. Oh, it's the same here. And when you're wearing two two blacks, but they're different shades. Oh, I can't do it. I can't I, do it. It it's terrible. It, also, talking about and uh, let's use another analogy. That right there, when you're wearing like something, two things that are black, but there are different a different black completely is fine. Like a, a purposefully faded black with a rich black, that's fine. But if it looks to me like you're trying to match blacks perfectly, but you miss by just a little lateral oh, hair. It's the worst. I can't, I can't handle it. This I, is, I, I feel, yeah, I feel like I've been walking around. I feel like I got like, like, 
like cow shit smeared on me and everybody's looking at me and laughing look this guy can't even put himself together he's you can't even blame being colorblind colorblind people could tell you you don't know what you're doing so that that that's got to be like the ultimate the ultimate question the ultimate goal right because you see all these movie stars or whatever in their in their off day when they're not on camera they're wearing all black the 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 sports coat matches the shirt matches the pants and i'm like how do you get all those blacks to match perfect comedians in the 90s how do they do that comedian it's a but but if you miss if you miss it's the same thing it triggers my ocd again in the same way as when you walk into like a diner or one of those fun casual restaurants like applebee's like you know sit down and have fun damn it look at us all having fun you want some reheated food and you look around and all the frames on the hanging pictures are crooked. Like they I do it purposefully. Them. I fix yeah, them I too. Fix them. I can't I sit there them. and look at it. I almost get dizzy. Like I get disoriented. Yeah. My horizon is not right. Yeah. I Ugh. fix them. Jesus. Same thing. Like I'll walk in and this is why I feel real bad because they, they might think that, that I'm, that I'm on them. Right. So like if I go into somebody else's, store right i even do it in grocery stores Mm. like if the bottles aren't facing all front like if i go into a beer section or whatever and the bottle you know the labels aren't facing front i'll face them i'll face them all front because you know that's what i do in my shop whatever if i go into somebody else's cigar store and cigars are upside down sideways where i i I immediately just start going in and uh facing facing product yeah yeah, it's, I have it, to. I have to. It, it's 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 mandated. Otherwise, I, I mean, it's that or I leave. It, it, it's well, it's it one down, or the two, and and sometimes yeah, and, probably people wish I would just leave. I would imagine I've never asked, but I don't know. I, I just I, the the question comes to my mind is like, how do they how do they let this go by all day? They see this all day, right? Or, what are they doing? Or, or what are they doing that's better? You don't have five right? minutes. Sometime right. in your eight-hour workday, to straighten, it out. to straighten right. it out. Don't you get bored? Like, at what point yeah. are you looking for opportunities like that? Right. Pretend, uh, pretend like it, instead of playing Candy Crush on your phone, play Candy Crush the cigar game, and everything <laughs> is all upright. It's the same thing, right? It's it's a little like Tetris, a little like Candy yeah, Crush. It's Tetris. Treat it the same way. Treat it like a game. Yeah, 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 yeah. And you get money for this one. Not right. stars yeah, or hearts. Yeah. Yeah. And you might get paid more if it looks nice. How about that? Even yeah. more stars, even more hearts. <laughs> but, oh, it, so the, it's, just, it's maddening. So it's the, maddening. the hoodie, it's insane. what would you, would, would you think less of me or really could you, Dion, if, uh, if you saw me walk in without a hoodie drawstring? Or, or it, removing me, if you see so. What, what are your thoughts when you see somebody? It pro- it doesn't bother me because I'm thinking, well, they're walking around without the string. One of two things: a, it either came out, or b, there was never one there to begin with. But if they're comfortable with it, I'm cool. See, that's one thing is that's like I don't very carry libertarian. That's very libertarian I don't, I don't, of you. Yeah, but I don't carry around other people's problems or anxieties. No. So it's like, oh, that's the way they want. You know, then that's cool. I'm cool. But it, but if it was if it was me and I was wearing it, I I probably wouldn't do it. Because that's how I do things. But l- let me address maybe an elephant in the room. With the string in, you run the risk of looking down and realizing you don't know for how long the strings were terribly uneven. 
and that's not cool. No, they've got to they've got to be even. So without the string, even. you could kind of live a more carefree existence. Yeah, it's a bit yeah, more casual. You you really right. there, there's great freedom, and maybe that's the minimalistic take on it. I don't. Well, I mean, your, you don't need the drawstring. Who the heck ties their hoodie drawstring? Does anybody do that? No, you, no that's that's your Sunday drawstring. You don't need. You don't need, or that's your Sunday hoodie. You don't need a drawstring on Sunday. Oh, I got me a Sunday hoodie. Things are looking up for me. I never had a Sunday hoodie before, but uh, I, I just that feeling when you look down and you're like, why didn't somebody freaking tell me? that there's a four inch difference in my drawstrings. It's like, why didn't you tell me I had a piece of spinach in my teeth? Why didn't you tell me my fly was half down? Yeah. Why don't people do that? I, I mean, there, there are some people that will do that. They'll, they'll say that you got something on your face. Like my wife will tell me all the time. It, it could be as microscopic as a fleck of pepper on my face, or it could be a chicken wing and she'll let me know. <laughs> But that's a, that's a close relationship. I don't, I don't know yeah. about going up to somebody in the street and saying, sister, excuse me, I didn't know if you were aware of this before, but you have a broccoli in your tooth. Well, if you're sitting around in a social environment, like if you're like at a little party, a gathering or whatever, if you're in a lounge and somebody's got something, you know, say something. You know, I wouldn't want it on me. I, and I certainly know that you wouldn't want it on yours. Just say something. I can't look at you in the eye now. That's a good point. That's a good point. There's going to be this again, like an elephant in the room. You know, you have a crouton hanging on the corner of your mouth. I, I, I can't look at you. And it, it's funny, I, ha I had a friend of mine, uh, still, still do, and uh, I'm working on it, but he, he's very um, boisterous when he talks. He gets off on like these Peter Griffin, what grinds my gear tangents, like almost continuously. He's like one tangent after another. And he's a portly fellow. And he just like literally, Dion, froths at the mouth when he starts laying into whatever is bothering him. Hmm. And I thought for the first couple of times when I was hanging out with him that he had like something in a corner of his mouth, but no, it, it, it is there, but it's not like, uh, it, it's not a, it's not gristle from a steak. It's, it's him. It's, it's spittle. So, so do you continuously tell this guy if it's a recurring issue do you every time tell this guy? Do you dab the corner of his mouth with a napkin? Like maybe he just needs to carry around a handkerchief, you know, like back in the day, keep one in his back pocket. I uh, carry so one. Does, I carry one. Yeah. Well, look does he does he listen to your podcast? Have you just given him a complex now? He he might, and I may have. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> sorry, James. But um, sorry, James. <laughs> Big portly frothing at the mouth, James. Uh, uh, port, portly isn't just... bad. Portly is an actual Taylor kind of reference. It's it's yeah. it's it's a legitimate. It's scientific. Portly. Well, well, you called him out. You called him out in front of everyone. So, oh, wow, this this might require a phone call afterward, or maybe not. Maybe I'll just lay low and hope he doesn't listen, or just let him bring it up. Let it, but but what which, which but what, what would you want. do? Would you like? What's the tact to take on that? Or if he doesn't mind, I mean, he's the, he's the exact kind of guy that wouldn't mind 
exhibiting a little froth on his mouth. He, he might find some charm in it. I mean, it's quite a James thing, maybe. Maybe that's the way he social distances himself from others. Mm, that's interesting. That's, that's interesting. And it works, most importantly. Boy, does it work. He just gets so irate. I, I don't want. I'm, I'm, I'm shifting gears. Shout out to James. Good, good great guy. Great guy. What, you're not a bad guy, James. What, for frosting it. One, one of my oldest you, friends. Sure one of my oldest friends here in the great state of Oregon, and probably because he's not actually from the great state of Oregon. I have trouble with actual native Oregonians. They're quite a different breed. So, my Sunday hoodie. impossible i'm I'm thinking about this now impossible to dress up this hoodie without a drawstring it's jeans or nothing i mean you can't put slacks on you can't put shorts on with you can maybe can put shorts depending on the shorts yeah i mean if they're cargo pockets cargos exactly that's an outfit right there i never i don't own a pair of shorts though and i can't remember the last time i did i did yeah, you don't want you don't want skinny shorts with or or like those really high what were those one shorts with the little koala bear on them? I have Way no idea. I have no those idea. Those are like a little koala bear logo, but they like almost they, they came right up to like high thigh. They Ooh. were like super high shorts. Well, I, I can't. Yeah, you don't want to wear those. As a general rule, I would imagine you don't want to wear those. I'm stuck. I'm stuck. If I ever do wear a pair of shorts and I haven't for years, I'm stuck very much in the grunge take on shorts. They're kind of just like hacked off baggy pants. You know, they're full coverage shorts. I, I don't, I'm not proud of my legs. Well, yeah, I, I my shorts, I gotta, I gotta buy shorts and it's hard because I'm six foot six. So my shorts can't be anywhere above the knee, right? So they got to be knee or they got to be right at right at the bottom of the knee. Cap. I like when I, I, I like, like when they're right above my knee when I sit. So when I stand up, they're right below my knee. Right. So that's fine. But if you're standing up and it's like halfway up your thigh, and they're like really balloony shorts, I mean that is just like the creepiest thing on earth. That is like mm. old man, creepy old man. Uh, can't no forget no. it. Yeah, fanny pack gla- yeah. <laughs> glasses. Flop, yeah, floppy you, you fishing in, hat. Yeah. Floppy fishing yeah, hat. Yeah, you're getting into some some dangerous territory there once you start wearing those shorts. You know. Yeah, I, 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 I but I, I'm th- I'm looking at it. Here's another something. Tactically, I don't have drawstrings in front of me. And I'm leaning back now, and there's nothing rubbing my mic. So maybe this is my Sunday recording shirt. Hoodie, sorry. That could be a hmm. thing. Here's something. Here, here's a, this is actually a bone of contention, or was, with, uh, with a lady friend of mine uh, previously. I don't mind the short sleeve hoodie look. She, short sleeve hoodie yes she could not stand it she said i look like a retard that's a direct you're a quote. monster you're a monster <laughs> for wearing a short sleeve hoodie but uh, let me clear it's 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 of a t-shirt material it's not a hoodie material it's not sweat what is it sweat material it's not a, it's not like a sweatshirt 
it's kind of like a thick jersey material, like a like a like a like a heavy like a heavyweight t-shirt. Does, doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. Are you in training for something? No. Well, she, actually, what she had said is it looked like I was in training for a lesbian softball league. But, well, there you have it. What about what about the sleeveless hoodie? No, it's sleeveless. Nothing. It, 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 the only thing acceptable sleeveless is a wife beater. I think okay. The only person I think that could pull off a sleeveless hoodie was Mister T. That's the only guy I can think of right and, now. And, and that's only because it was like the furthest thing from your mind. You're, you're looking at the 50 pounds of gold. You're looking at the mohawk. Right. And then you're looking at the sleeveless tee. He's, he's right. not leading with the sleeveless tee. At that point, at least it's familiar. You, you right. can almost hang your hat on Mr. T's it's, sleeveless it's, right. hoodie. It's just merely a vessel for the 30 pounds of gold jewelry he's got hanging around his neck. That's uh, Yeah, yeah. I I don't I, it's it's so comfortable though. I I would even get flack when I wore it around the house. She would like giggle. She would like point and laugh at me. And, and honestly, it didn't look good, but it was very comfortable because I like short sleeves. I'm stuck in long sleeves so much of the year because I'm always cold. There's like three weeks out of the year out here I could wear short sleeves. Well, you sit in the house a lot. You sit around. You're kind of, you know, you do what you do. And look, it could be like 70 degrees inside your house. Everybody knows this. You sit down. You look at the thing. It's like, God, why am I so cold? 70 degrees in the house, you know? And you're just like your fingers are like blue. You can't feel your feet. You walk outside. You maybe do some uh, weed pulling or whatever. Then you come back in the house. And you're like, oh, my God, it's a sweat lodge in here. It's like an, an infirmary. Yeah, yeah. And, and that's when you realize you need to move more. You, you need to do some Precisely. push-ups, maybe even some burpees. I wouldn't go that far. I never go as far as burpees. It's funny. Burpees are the thing I recommend to other people. When 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 yeah. they say like you know what, what do you do to stay in shape you know blah 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 you know because I, I I I watch what I eat very closely, and um, I always recommend burpees, but I can't remember the last time I did it. It was probably when I was wearing shorts is the last time I did burpees. Horrible exercise. Horrible exercise. But I wholeheartedly uh, recommend it, was, it. It was probably one of the my worst. It was one of my worst things in PT when I was like in middle school or whatever. When you go out and you do, you, you, you do your PT class. Right. That's what we called it, right? It, wasn't it called PT? Back no, PE. 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 PE, right. PE is physical therapy. Yeah, PT is right. what you're doing now. Probably right. that's it's an it's an age right. difference. It's the same thing, it, right? But depending on right. your age or the time, it's it's something. So when different. we'd all have, yeah, <laughs> same same thing, different different age bracket. Yeah, and you usually have but, to pay for PT. You don't necessarily yeah. have to pay for PE. But right. the thing about bur- that was the worst thing. The worst thing in PE was the burpees. Man, hated those. Okay, things. other than hated. other than making you want to puke. Because that's my reaction to doing burpees. I just want to toss, regardless of like I could have eaten three hours ago. It's going to come back up. The, but even worse than that, you cannot look cool in front of your friends doing burpees. It's you're falling apart. Nobody does them gracefully. 
Right. That's the problem with burpees. But a fantastic exercise. And again, I wholeheartedly recommend it, but I stop at push-ups. And and hey man, if you yeah, if you want to get in shape really quick and uh strengthen that core, uh just do burpees yeah. for like a month. Yeah. Burpees and planks. How about planks for the worst exercise? Can 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 my whole body hurt without me moving? And just like sitting, like like in an uncomfortable position, I, I ha- side planks are okay. I have to do planks because I can't do sit ups or crunches because I have a bad back and it hurts my back if I do that movement. Even even if I'm hanging from a chin up bar and I do leg raises, leg raises, it hurts my back. So I ha- to work my abs, I have to be straight, and straight is a plank, and it's boring yeah. and it hurts. But the side ones are okay. You're right. The side ones are okay. Yeah. I get a little jiggly on those too. I mean, those start start vibrating a little bit, but you know. It, that's how you know it's working. And never do it in front mm-hmm. of anyone. I mean, I, I don't understand classes. I know, I, I, I'm not a big working out guy. Maybe you might have picked up on that by now. Um, but I, when I do work out, it's alone. It, it, I, it, a lot of people and people I know – it's like a social event to work out. I mean, not nowadays. You don't go to the gym now. They're all closed. But if they don't go to the gym and have that social experience that goes along with that, they don't work out. And I'm just the opposite. Maybe that's the introvert in me. I don't want you to see me sweating and jiggling and shaking and jumping in the air if I happen to do a burpee. Uh, it's, it's, it's not good. It, it's not good. And I was on a wrestling team. I had to do bur- – you ever do down-ups? Down-ups. You'll have to explain that one to me. You stand there. It's, it's, maybe it's a wrestling thing. You stand there. You drop to the floor on your belly, flat out, pancake, and then jump back up and, like, jump. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Right. Those are fun. Yeah. I highly recommend those having not done one for about 25 years. Right. Uh, but all these things I'm thinking, these burpees, these, uh, how about lunges? How about the down ups, the push ups, everything. How much easier is it to do without a drawstring? If you're wearing a hoodie when you're doing it. Yeah. You're pretty focused on the drawstring, you know, because the drawstring is dangling when you're, when you're doing the burpees down, but maybe it, maybe it'll distract you a little bit from the excruciating mind crushing pain of the (laughs) burpees you have to do (laughs) before, before you completely stop. Uh, I, I just, at the end of the day, why do we even have a fucking string there? Has anyone ever put up their hood and tied it in place? That's what it's for, right? Like it's where you get or, that or, tight little circle on your face. Yeah, that tight circle like uh, Kenny in in South, South Park. Park. Yes, who does that? I've seen it occasionally, but by and large, you don't see it at all. Is that what it's for? That's the only thing it could be for. Nobody, nobody does that, but definitely nobody ties it without putting their hood up. Look, I think maybe if I lived in like a really remote, cold place, like in the wintertime, like Montana or Alaska, Wyoming, it would probably help a little bit. 
to cinch that hoodie up as tight as you can to keep your head warm. But then you still have your face exposed where you can get your face will get frostbitten and fall off. So Right. And even more exposed. It seems like a more focused exposure at that right. point. If right. it, 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 if the cold, if the wind chill could only hit what's left, it's gonna really focus on that. Nature is a motherfucker. It's going to yeah. zone in on like on the bridge of your nose and your and your lower forehead. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I don't know. So so why do we have the drawstring in the first place? Just for those people? The whole fashion industry is at the whim of those people in Montana. There's got to there's got there's got to be a bigger reason for the drawstring. If there is, I'm not seeing it. I just I don't. It seems like, uh, and now I'm almost Dion. I'm so help me God. I'm flirting with the idea of taking the drawstrings out of all my hoodies, and I will immediately regret having done that. And I'll well, have no. to go get new hoodies. I don't think so because now that all your hoodies don't have drawstrings, now it's fair game. It's all a level playing field. You can grab one at any given time, and you don't have to worry about it. If you have three hoodies with with drawstrings and one hoodie without. The one hoodie without has pretty much been kicked out of yeah. It's been kicked out of the tribe. It's been it's been relegated to uh, the the. It's been kicked off the island. So, in the interest of keeping uh, some semblance of like a socialist utopia amongst my hoodies, they all need to be uh, de-strung. All strings or no strings? That's Do they it. begin to call each other? Way. Do they then call each other comrade? Like, oh, yeah. like when they're waiting to not. see which one I'm going to pick out, uh, it, will it be me, comrade? Do they tell each other? I, I, I'm really gravitating toward this. And it, the thing is, I kind of like that cool. I kind of like that. I kind of like showing up to a place without my hoodie drawstring and people going, oh, that that's cat. He's 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 not a drawstring guy. Check it out. He doesn't care. How good? What's cooler than not caring? Yeah. Right. What is cooler than not caring? So the, take... the ultimate the ultimate punk rock thing. What did what did Flea say? The definition of punk rock is stepping on an old lady's foot and saying, "I'm not sorry." <laughs> something like that or not what a bastard apologizing not apologizing that's the ultimate that's the ultimate definition of punk rock well and and also nowadays it's the ultimate definition of playing it safe in a weird way because as soon as you apologize for any kind of these like imaginary trespasses like a six-year-old tweet that somebody digs up where you said something maybe not perfectly and then they apologize you're admitting guilt exactly you never apologize if there's two things i could impart on people with this episode it would be do your burpees and never apologize because as soon as you apologize i don't know if we talked about this before it's starting to feel familiar but as soon as you apologize you've lost because the apology is never ever going to be adequate right and you're just going to get piled on Exactly. And, and it's, it's like, it's, it's like putting yourself out there for virtue signaling. The apology itself is worse than the action. By far, by far. 
I mean, how many times have you seen somebody apologize for an eight-year-old tweet and come out clean on the other end? They're yeah, done. Rare, rarely, if at all. Yeah. They're a drawstring in my hoodie. They're yeah. done. They're done. You never apologize. Mario Batali came close to doing it well, though. But, right. Uh, right. He, well, he offered an apology and a recipe for, <laughs> for cinnamon rolls that, that you can make from pizza dough. Oh, and I'm they're delicious. For, I, I'm sorry for touching all those, blah, blah, blah. Oh, and by the way, here's a great recipe that you can use. Have fun, everybody. You know, that I'm worked still, out well. I'm still waiting on his apology for years of wearing brightly colored Crocs. That was way more That's offensive to me. Well, I don't know. See, because look, you could you you can make an argument for Crocs, right? Because like in the kitchen. Oh, whatever he's doing that's it's, it's yeah. more of a uh, it's 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 more of a tool of the industry right but the thing that i have a problem with is him wearing that stupid like patagonia columbia fishing vest type thing that he wore everywhere Ugh. oh my god you know he's, he's like wearing a vest with shorts yeah I mean, what is this what is this 1992 <laughs> <laughs> and, and, and i i'm gonna go out on a limb here with a hot take if you could be warmed by a vest, you don't need it. You're warm enough already. I've never, I don't think I've ever, I, I can't imagine a circumstance where a vest makes it just right. I think, you know what? I think it just came down to like a comfort thing and maybe something that he was um, uh, self-conscious about. Maybe he's just hiding his man boobs. You know, maybe he needed a bro. Oh. Or a man. Maybe he needed a man's ear. You know, if he had the man's ear, then he wouldn't need the vest. Uh, uh, yeah, that's not bad, actually. That could be a thing because he was he was portly. Actually, he yeah. was just fat. He was a big dude. He looked like a big dude. A, a big red-headed dude wearing yeah. Crocs and a polar fleece vest. Yeah, uh, I don't too, know why, Too I don't bad know there weren't any those. warnings. Well, that's about him. the thing is, is well, now I don't understand why any of those women came out at, at him in the first place. You know, because that 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 just screams <laughs> male sensuality. That that whole getup. You know, they that, wanted that it. Male, that male animal attraction, the vest and 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 the baggy shorts and the and the and red the, ponytail. This, yeah, and 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 the orange Crocs. I mean, that's like, hey. Here I am. Come get me. Come, it, 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 I mean, moist. That's the word that comes to mind. It, it, it's hard to believe that uh, you would think, I don't know. I don't know. And not a bad looking guy, but the decisions he made were regrettable, ultimately. I, I mean, he could have presented himself better. And, and may, maybe it's like he's, he's like a victim of his own success. Because I don't think you dress like that if you're trying to impress anyone. So maybe he got to the point where, you know, fuck it. And he really just let it all hang out. Mad with power. Mad with Mad power. With and he power. just said, Privilege. I don't give, yeah, I don't give two Fs. I'm going to dress in the most offensive way possibly. And yeah. uh, you're going to accept it yeah i've and, i've you know, seen for the most part i did i did i didn't think twice about it. he was fine enough he was yeah. a, you know you know who was you know who gave me totally creepy vibes i don't know how, how this is going to be met but emerald nah, that guy's great 
that guy's great. I, I understand. I could tell he's a good guy. I understand he's a really great guy and this and that, but there's something a little creepy about him. Nah, I don't see any creep about him. I think really? he, he's a, he, no, he's he's the guy that could do his food shows in Branson. You know, do like you like we were talking about, like the comedians do. <laughs> if, if the chefs, you know, the food TV chefs or whatever, if they had their own Branson, he'd be like he'd have his own thing. Oh yeah, he'd, he'd be he'd be hall. the he'd be the yeah. Penn and Teller of that. Right, is, is what he would leader. be exactly. Yeah, no, I, I I think it, I you know man he's he's kind of like the Macanudo of the food world. Say what you like about Macanudo, but nothing more <laughs> for the cigar industry than Macanudo did, right? So you could beat it up all you want, but I guarantee you that was your first cigar. That was the one that got you into the whole thing. Right, that's what got you a step up right. removed from you know what White Owl or Look, whatever to, you got at the watch. right at the gas station, right. I think we all used to, to watch his show from time to time on Food TV because he he, he had a shtick, you know? And so pretty much Guy Fieri is, is kind of like Emerald 2.0. It's like, Ooh, Emerald with no, a, it's like Emerald I, with a twist. I think that's a, I think that's a, that, that's a distinctly different family tree. I think that G- Guy it Fieri is. comes more from the lineage of uh, uh, the Croc guy, whose well, name I like just forgot. Girl. Yeah, but he's like next generation. He's he's more like the Sammy Hagar, maybe. Of, oh, uh, that's excellent. Of the food world. That's excellent. That's excellent. Lo- lo- love him or hate him. I mean, that's that's the other thing. I mean, people didn't like him for whatever reason, but he has a massive audience, and he does what he loves to do, and he's a good guy. He gives back to the community, and people just hate him for it, just like they hated Emerald. <laughs> People hate him? Emerald. I I thought I was alone. Well, maybe I'm alone well, in thinking he's a little I think creepy. Tony Bourdain. Tony Bourdain hated Emerald. Just didn't really, like whole, I didn't know oh, that. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that's and it. I, like, I don't know what this guy's problem is, man. I, no, so finally... I I I cast my lot with him. That's my yeah. guy. That's my guy, Bourdain. Yeah, you should look up the episode because he always he always uh, threw shade. He always threw, threw darts at Emerald when, or, whether he was doing a cook's tour. And then when he moved, I think it was like a food network thing. I think he didn't like the corporate structure and sure. You know, Emerald was on top and blah, blah, blah. I think maybe he got a little. Did it, didn't um, he, didn't he give Rachel Ray a lot of grief too? He gave everybody, he even gave the same grief to uh, Guy Fieri. And I'm not going to say it the way, you know, Fieri. Uh, yeah, I, I hesitated. It's yeah, Guy yeah. Fieri, right? Yeah, right. It's like it's like you're not you're not first generation, you know, Italian. You just didn't come over like me. You know, it's like uh, like when people say, "Oh, you know, it's Giolito, Giolito." No, it's Giolito. You know, but uh, you know the proper <laughs> way to say it is Giolito. Oh, but I don't correct. I don't correct. My apologies. Because, no, no, it's not. It's not a big deal. I mean, so it's like it's it. It would probably mean something. It might be a little more taken in offense if, like, you know. If, 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 if you're from the old world and you just come over here right now. Mm. Uh, but uh, I mean, I, I, but I'm not going to say it, dude. It's, it's look, we live in America. You can say things however you want to say it. I mean, my name, Kaplowitz, that's a, that, that's a Americanization, believe it or not, of Kapelovich. Well, but I'm I, not going to go around saying first. Kapelovich. Kapelovich? Right. Right. Kaplowitz. It's That's like when did it's like, when did Lincoln become Lincoln? <laughs> you know, when did Lincoln become Lincoln? 
It's when his family came to America. Right, right. You know, I confused myself. I got to backtrack. Something is batting around in my head. I said two things that seemingly are juxtaposed to one another. And that is when nothing looks cooler than when it looks like you don't care. And then I said that uh, the redheaded dude whose name I'm still forgetting with the Crocs. MB. Then I say that he just looks atrocious like he gave up and it's privilege and he, he called it quits. And if he wanted to impress anyone, he would never dress like that. So which is it cap? And, and, and to that, I would respond. There's a proper way to do everything. There's a proper way even to quit. And it's not a red ponytail and orange Crocs with a polar fleece vest. That's not You're proper. pretty much yeah 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 pretty much every doing everything you could possibly do wrong. It's egregious. All in one, all in one presentation. And 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 it's and it's so much thought has to go into being so goddamn wrong that you're not really giving up. You're just playing a different game. It's 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 like those. Uh, it's like the Amish. I read this interesting article a while ago. It was online, so they probably didn't see it, but they. Um, they chase each other to being the plainest. Like their, their gig, the Amish, among other things, is to dress very, very plain and to present to themselves not, very yeah, plain. And, as nondescript as possible. Right. To not stick out. Right. And, and they, they get into these like fashion spats with one another. Like this, my wagon, my buggy is plainer than thou. Buggy, right. <laughs> yeah. You know, oh, you have a you have a, you have a little blue sticker on there from that new tire that uh, that new <laughs> wheel that you had to put on there. I mean, you, you you are an offense to God right now if you do not take that blue sticker off. I I took my blue sticker off day one before I left the buggy lot. Yeah, take off that little take off that little thing. You got to take off that new sticker with the price tag on it. Otherwise, you're going to hell. Oh, jeez, jeez. Speaking of going to hell, I hope you had a good Easter. It, it was a it was a weird one. It was a weird one. I I actually I, I told Snack Tray my kid. I told him I actually felt bad for people that were like looking forward to the egg hunts. They um they they had a beautiful day and they didn't get to do the egg hunt thing. And well, maybe at home, maybe at home they did. But so so here's here's the. Uh... Here's here's the quandary, right? So if, if if you're if you're at home and you're quarantined at home or you're in lockdown at home with your family, say a, a wife and a husband and a boy and a girl, you know the, the kids are there and you do the Easter egg hunt, right? Here's the excruciating mental problem that you have. It's like, well, do we do we dye twelve eggs different colors and absolutely? waste eggs or just eat egg salad sandwiches for the for, for the entire week. <laughs> yeah, that's true because and food go, is a go back premium to the store. yeah because yeah we and we don't know that uh, are the eggs going to be there uh when we go there when we put in our order it's like we we gotta we gotta think about this now yes like, do we really want to hide a dozen eggs for the kids to go out there and find do we do we hard boil them or do we like maybe do it in the morning when it's still nice and cold so it mimics <laughs> the refrigerator so we don't spoil the eggs we can take them back in okay that's great you found the eggs you know uh, you put, put them in the fridge in. yeah right put, put, hurry up, put them back in the fridge before they spoil 
I mean, you got to think about those things right now. Oh, it's, because the last yeah. thing you want to do is, is is take your life in your own hands by going to the store right. in hopes that they have eggs, a, a, a seven dollar dozen. Uh, right, right, right. And then you're holding your breath. It's always in the back of the store with the dairy stuff. You have to go clear through the grocery store right. to get so to the in, egg. In these times, that's what they should do. They should move all of the of the important things, the, 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 the dairy stuff, they should move that up front. So you don't have to go in the back. You just boom, walk in. They should move it outside. What you need. They should move it outside. That's brilliant. That's what they should do. That the bread and the milk. They should move all the core stuff up to the front. And then if you need potato chips, now you're taking your life in your own hands because now you got to run the gauntlet. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) How bad you want that fatty. Right. How, how, how bad do you want those Oreos that people have just finger fucked all day? Right. You don't know what's on, right. on that package. Right. And of course, the double stuffed are even further into the store. Uh, I mean, this, this could actually be fun. This could actually be quite fun. And uh, yeah, I, I like that idea. I like that idea. And um, it's funny because I've always thought about stuff like this. I, I watch a lot of YouTube because of my kid watching YouTube and he shows me YouTube videos. And a lot of these channels waste so much food. Like I watch these mm-hmm. two guys try to make things out of eggs, including chairs that they could sit in out of eggs, dozens upon dozens, hundreds of eggs. And yeah. all I could think is that's a horrible waste. It, oh my god! You know that nothing get nothing gets under my skin more than 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 stuff just freely wasting um, food like that. I mean, I'm 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 guilty because anybody you know you could throw away leftovers after three days right. or whatever it is. But you know, at least whatever is on your plate, eat it, eat it clean. Yeah, until the plate is clean. But I mean, yeah, just the the just the the total lack and disregard of something like that. I mean. It's like I can't when you're overlook a kid, it. You know, you're sitting at yeah, you're sitting at the dinner table. And it's like eat all your food. You know, there's starving people in you know, there's starving Wherever children it in was. Africa. Or, yeah, yeah, yeah. And and, and you know that kind of like stuck with me. I'm like, you're right because then you know you see pictures and right. you're like, oh fuck, man, I feel it's fucking terrible. So now it's like that was it's always been set as in in my in my conscience as to but you're you're absolutely right when you see stuff like that going on YouTube or when somebody goes out and they're like, I'm going to go to six different hamburger places and I'm going to review all these burgers. And they're all in front of them and they take one bite right. of each hamburger and then right into the garden. The pizza reviews, the pizza reviews, although, although the barstool guy who I really like, uh, yeah. Portnoy, he, he gives it away. Right. He gives away the pizzas. Yeah. Right. So that's well, okay. So he's yeah, he's got a little conscience, right? There. He's, 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 he's a dick, but he's not a bad guy. So I like him. And um, also speaking of him, he's resorted to during this coronavirus thing. He's doing frozen pizzas. Yeah. (laughs) It's a mad world. Yeah. I got to watch. I mean, I kind of like scan through a little bit, but I'll go back and watch that. That would actually be something that would pique my curiosity. It's, it's pretty good. And he does unboxings and it's, it's interesting what passes his entertainment these days everything does to to be clear yeah isn't that amazing everything passes in entertainment and it just it just whittles away the minutes and hours and days yeah meaninglessly 
over minuscule, minutia, just mind-numbing drivel. And with that, I'm going to thank everybody for tuning in to another episode of the Disillusion AD program podcast. I think we which this is not too far off, right? I mean, mind <laughs> mind numbing drivel. This you're, we're we're pretty much on the cusp. We're cutting right? edge. We're on the fulcrum. It, 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 no, I, I will. I, I would actually say we have pushed the envelope off the other edge of the table, and we're in, right. it, it, we're amongst the avant garde in drivel at this point. Yeah. And it's it's yeah. it, it's something I'm quite proud of. And thanks for taking part of this uh, this thing. Uh, and and I'm done. Illusione. Cigars deep in flavor deep in your mind. Illusione cigars deep in flavor deep in your mind. Illusione cigars deep in flavor deep in your mind. Illusione. Cigars. Deep. In. Flavor. Deep. In. Your. Mind. Illusionescigars.com. Surgeon General warning tobacco smoke increases the risk of lung cancer and heart disease even in non smokers. Hey, Dion. Hello. Oh, you sound you sound good. Do I? Mm. Wow. So, uh, sorry, uh, well, first of all, those listening at home, and I appreciate it, the gentle persons out there, uh, it is Tuesday, and uh, it is not Monday, and uh, for the, I think it's the second of three weeks, we're dropping on a Tuesday instead of a Monday, but, uh, yeah, I've been, uh, it's got a lot of, got a lot of crap going on right now, and uh, stuff is free, sorting it all out, right, plus it's free, for this, yeah. I mean, getting it for free. You're welcome. <laughs> this fine programming. Oh, geez. And, and and this morning I was a little busy. I apologize to you, Dion, for that. I was uh, not not to needlessly build on my persona, but I was actually busy removing uh, my doorbell outside my front door and uh, replacing it with a beware of dog sign. Um, oh yeah, because you got such a little savage living there at, at the house. Oh, uh, did you not know that Lewis? Well, snack tray. Sorry, didn't mean to dox my kid. Um, he's he's got a uh, he's got a dog of his own. Oh, I didn't know that. Oh, oh boy, uh, we've got catching up to do. We've both been busy. No, he, he for uh, it's not been that long. Uh, maybe about a year. Um, he's had a uh, German Shepherd, big oh, one. Okay, big one, and uh, he's full grown now. The dog, German Shepherd Frankie, right. and uh, just to cover my butt because he he does like to bark at uh, vagrants. 
that passed by, you know, across the street from the park and all that. So I figured I'd tack up some beware of dog signs. Plus, it, it just it adds to an overall welcoming aura that I like to foster around my house. What's the dog's name? Frankie. His name is Frank. The dog's name's Frank. It's from an old uh, McCall song where he's going to pick up the, the pickup truck from the want ads. And there's like an elaborate amount of the direction, how to get to the house, which is in the middle of nowhere. You know, it's a country song. And one of the, one of the lines is uh, something, something about the dog. Dog's name is Frank. Hmm. And uh, so the dog's name is Frank. And okay. he is, he's a German shepherd and please uh, listening out there, uh, don't buy the German shepherd hype. If, if you listen to the internet, they're in, incredibly intelligent, loyal, uh, obedient. And uh, Frankie, I don't know how to say this, but he's uh, delicately somewhat of a motherfucker. Um, he's, he's just willful and wayward this Frankie hmm. and he likes to take off and uh, he's doesn't listen, but he, the, the kid in him get along. So sweet. It's, it's so sweet to see it really is odd name for a German shepherd, you know, Frank. Well, I guess, I guess for, not uh, well, too odd. No, it's, it's like an Americanized German sounding name. Yeah. Frank, you, you know, like Frank Furter. Right. Right. Which is funny because I have a weenie, a uh, wiener dog. I have a weenie. I have a wiener dog, and uh, her name is Ruby. Right. right. I'm not sure where I was going with that, but yeah, I, I'm just doing some work around the around the property. You know, I, I I'm I'm a city boy, so I have like a little bit of like uh, land now. You know, for the last I don't know, like ten years, and I'm I every once in a while try to get accustomed to like taking care of it beyond just mowing it and like doing stuff with it. And like, maybe like planting, I planted a little herb garden. Um, planting is good. It's good. I don't get it though. Honestly, for all the reasons everybody always cites, like, you know, I, I'll, I'll plant a bunch of tomatoes and I'll water them and I'll prune them and I'll take care of them and I'll foster them. And then at the end I get like a dollar 49 in tomatoes. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know why anybody plants tomatoes. It's, it's just, you're just setting yourself up for a fall. I mean, first of all, they attract the most bugs, I think out of any fruit. Hmm. They're a fruit, right? They're not a vegetable. They're a fruit. I believe they are a fruit okay. because it, yeah. yeah, the the whole public school system years back a little bit ago, um, they passed off pizza as a fruit, I believe, but also yeah. a vegetable. I don't know. Yeah, yeah, they're a fruit. Seeds inside. That's a yeah. fruit. So the other thing is not only do they track attract all the insects, but they attract like you know, every animal that shouldn't be eating tomatoes because tomatoes are, are, are poisonous to a lot of animals, yet they attract. Cue you know, Frankie. So you gotta, you Cue gotta, Frankie. Yeah. I have, you have, I have to put chicken wire up around my tomatoes. Yes. So, yes. And th- that's, the, that's the second part of it, right? You have to guard your tomatoes. You have to put your tomatoes in prison. So the tomatoes are in prison. They're they're in this. They're they're behind this cage. It's usually like chicken wire, right? And right, exactly. Yeah, you do all this work, all this time. You know, you don't want to spray it down with what's what's that stuff? The Roundup, right? Because it gets in there, even though it has a half life and eventually goes away. Uh, um, yeah. It's not. Yeah, that's 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 debatable. That's what they tell you. 
but you know, you don't want to put chemicals. So you, you go on, you go online, right? You want to read, okay, how do I keep these bugs off my tomatoes? Mm. And, but you know, you want to do it naturally. Oh, well, you know, you take a, you take <sighs> a half a cup of vinegar and you put it in some water and a little bit <sighs> of soap, you know, and, and, um, Dish detergent or, apparently does everything yeah. you ever need to do in a yeah. yard. And a Who drop of it. Right. A drop of lavender oil and, and boom, the bug well, the bugs never go. In fact, it's like it it it's it it, it must be uh, an attractant for them. Is that a word? An attractant? It's an attractant. Uh, no, yeah, the opposite of re- I I know what you're saying. Isn't there another word for it yeah. though? Anyway, I, I, I get the gist. It's a slippery slope is what it is and i'm fearful that it's going to end with me having a dollar 48 in tomatoes and wearing yoga pants and a tie-dye shirt well so here's the other thing right you do the whole thing you you nurse these tomatoes from a little tiny plant in their prison like cage up you get what it is it maybe 10 12 tomatoes at the most like on a good like a, like a, like on a including yeah. like a bumper crop maybe and 15 and then you're bragging yeah you most know? of them most of them are like sickly they're squishy some are okay they're deformed but, i had like a yeah. whole bunch of tomatoes come in with like a butt crack down the side like a yeah. wide brown butt crack down the side of each one like, and then you look it, at yeah. it yeah you look at it and you're like oh did, did i get the chernobyl tomato uh pack yeah, uh, and, and seriously, I'm not eating this because if yeah. I have any question, if I want to eat it, I'm going to go down to Fred Meyer right. and again drop under a couple of bucks and get some really nice looking tomatoes. Yeah, their produce is good. I've been I've been shopping at Fred Meyer recently. So God, that's the problem. I had to move away from Winco, right? And, and that's the problem that we've gotten into. That's that's the mentality, right? Because we go into these stores, we see these big, beautiful vine ripened tomatoes and they're perfect right and so mm. our expectations are for that genetically enhanced uh super tomato that we see in the store to come off as of god our, intended yes as god intended yes, to to be the same grow the same on our vines and it's simply not true and we look at we look at those tomatoes that are on the vine at, at at home and we're like oh something must be wrong with them this one's deformed like you said this one has like a butt crack right, this right, one's right. this one's really firm on one side and really squishy on the other right. it's, it's why like, is it's, this one shaped like a lima bean yeah it's I like one I, of those too yeah we grew frankenstein tomatoes and it's like oh i don't even know if these are edible i don't even know if i can eat these you know even though that they came out of the ground they came out organically uh, you did whatever it was to get them to the point. It got maybe frosty a couple of weeks ago. You, you went out in the middle of the night and covered them with burlap sack. You nursed these tomatoes oh, into being. God. And then you look at them and you go, uh, yeah, I'm not going to eat those. Right, right. So you're sport growing. Yeah. You I know, mean, to, to what? To, to give yourself some bullshit feeling of like, well, if the, if the, if the poop hits the fan, I could handle myself. You know, if if the food distribution lines go down, I got this covered. No, it's first world problems right there. It's like, I'm not going to eat these ugly deformed tomatoes. I'm going to go to the store and get me a pretty round, perfect tomato. Right. Right. And and do do you think those homegrown tomatoes are upset at the perfect round tomatoes for giving them like an incredibly false ideal? I don't I don't think they know. I, th- I I think they're I I think there would be the uh, I don't know what what's another word for retard. 
for the tomato that just didn't quite make it. I was going to say it, it'd be the reject. Retard. Yeah, reject, the reject. It'd be the retard of the tomato world, but I don't think we can say retard anymore. I don't think so, but it's kind of cute to think of like a little lima bean, weirdly shaped tomato with a with a ugly brown butt crack going seam to seam, and and him wearing like or him. I shouldn't assume it's gender, but it um, wearing like a little helmet, like you know, like the special ed classes kids. Mm. You know, that's that's kind of cute. If I drew, I would drew that. And that, that actually, I wouldn't mind that tattoo. I've been, I've been thinking about a new tattoo. Really? But yeah, yeah, it's been years. Me it's too. Years. Me too. I really need to finish up my half sleeves. And it's just a lot of fill-in work, you know. Uh, but it, it, it's like I stopped. I, I used to go to this guy. Um, and he's, he's friggin' awesome. I love him, you know, for, for like flash art, for like traditional oh. work. He's like, he's like, he's like the best. Like you know, Sailor Jerry kind of stuff. Yeah, yeah. So killer, killer. I mean, go there forever. Jared Eisenberg down at Ace's Tattoo. You mentioned them and him yeah, before. Yeah, yeah, they're great. So anyways, long story short, you know, half the time I would go in there and have an appointment and either, he'd either A, not be there, or B, call me in the 11th hour and say, uh, you know what, um, I can't do it today uh, because I got something. And so it's like, a hundred percent of the time that I would make appointments or times to get in there, he would cancel on me 50% of the time. So I just, it, 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 just, it got to be too, too, too arduous. It was an arduous task getting in there. And I don't want to go to anybody else, you know, because he like, no, it's just like barbers, right? You go to a right, barber, right. you got to explain, well, you know, I like it this way, you know, you don't, start don't do from sh- scratch. You have to yeah, start right. from the ground up and who's yeah. got time for that. You're deep no. into this already. Precisely. You know? Yeah. I, I don't have a guy. I never really had a guy. I had a tattoo gun and some friends when, you know, back when we all drank too much and a little, um, little basement tattooing. Yeah. A little basement tattooing happening and um, led to some interesting tattoo work because um, the best artist in a bunch was an older gentleman who was pretty good with an airbrush. So I figured, Hey, if you're good with an airbrush, you must be just a natural with a tattoo gun. You know? So let me ask you, do you still have from those days, do you still have some basement tattoos on your oh, body somewhere? Oh, gosh, yeah. My left arm is covered with them. Oh, see, I thought those were intentional. I thought you were going for the lo-fi tattoo. No, <laughs> no, 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 no. No faux dive here, son. Oh. it's uh, th- this, is, this is legitimate. How did I not get hepatitis? Yeah, see, that's the whole millennial thing and even pre-millennial thing. Everybody wanted that lo-fi, big, fat, wide line, look like a third grader drew a tattoo on there. <laughs> and I think Instead, that started with... Yeah, yeah, I had a guy. I guess yeah, right. I did have a guy. He had a distinct style, which you just mentioned. Yeah. So it would go back. I, I mean, I guess everybody looked, I guess the most visible guy back then was the whole, you know, Steve-O thing. Because he used to get awful tattoos like that, right? I, I loved his tattoos. Yeah, I they were great. Tattoos. Well, I don't know. There was one that I didn't like so much, but. Uh, some regrettable stuff. Oh, yeah. And, yeah. Um, I'm sure it was regrettable for him because he got it covered up immediately. But anyways. <laughs> um. Anyway. So, yeah, I, I think I'm done with the work outside. I, I also wanted to get work done outside before it got hot out. It's been like 90s to 100 for days now right. up here. And um, I think I'm good now for the oh. outdoorsy stuff. And and it, it's funny. And again, not to not to lend to my uh, my persona, you know, taking down the, the doorbell to put up a get the hell out of here sign, essentially. Um, but I, I just I, I 
I'm surrounded by neighbors and I've cultivated this, uh, this, uh, leave me alone or yeah. about yeah, this, me. Yeah. This get off my lawn. Right. Like, like maybe the polite nod if we both happen to be getting a mail at the same time, but really I can't stand my immediate neighbors. The and glare I, I, out of the side of your eyes as, as they, just, they walk out and you're, you're outside ah, doing something. You just glare at them. Like, what are you doing outside? I'm outside. When I'm done outside, then you can come outside. Why are you in my outside? Right. Why am I seeing you? Right. Go away. You're messing up my outside. I'm outside. You're I mean, I'm only outside an hour a day, maybe. You have to be outside during that. There's 23 other hours. Go back inside. You're a horrible human being. You disgust me. You disgust me. But it, it takes some time. But I cultivated that. And um, I probably have a horrible reputation. Um, as a matter of fact, on the 4th of July, it seemed seemingly, I don't know, but it seemed like all the neighbors got together and really splurged this 4th of July. And um, it, it was a very concerted kind of thing. They all started and ended at the same time with like just big fireworks, like ridiculously big. It was like a hell of a show. Like but, a very um, communal thing. I'm not yeah, except nobody approached communal. me. So what I got to do was I didn't have to take part in it. I just sat with snack tray at the end of the driveway, watching all my surrounding neighbors light off like pro grade uh, fireworks. Right. Because nobody nobody came and talked to me. Which yeah. is, I mean, that was the biggest win that I've had, and I don't know how long. The the problem is in avoiding people while you're outside is not your immediate neighbors. Now that I'm thinking about it. It's just passerbys that kind of live in the area, but they're not next door to you. They're not two doors down. You don't know where they live, but they live somewhere in the area because you see them all the time walking past. You, you know, those people kind of yeah. like the little bit players in your neighborhood experience. Well, are, they, are they the chatty people that, that walk by? Hey, neighbor, how are you doing? Are you yes. new to this neighborhood? No, yes. I've been and, here for and, I've been here for 22 years. And, and honestly, if you see me sitting on my porch in my bathrobe, smoking a cigar and drinking my coffee, what makes you think that's an opportune time to I would wave probably, and say hi to me? You don't see either, me. No, Pretend you run, don't see me. I would run across the street to the park or I would abs I would do a 180 and, and go back where I came from if I saw that scene. Because <laughs> you're a decent out, yeah. human being. I'm not going to bother that guy. No. Oh my God. I'm sorry. It's it's like what it's like walking in on somebody when they don't lock the bathroom stall behind them. Oh shit. I'm sorry. It's very I, uncomfortable. I, I, no uncomfortable situation. Oh. And 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 when you open up the door on that guy, do you stop and wave at him and say hi? No. You you divert your eyes, and you pick up your pace considerably. You might even break into a trot. But uh, there's a trick I've noticed, like anytime I'm outside and I don't fool my immediate neighbors with this because I'm sure they've heard me speak English before, but uh, I, I have uh, standing orders with snack tray that we only speak bad Spanish when we're outside. That way, any potential like two bit passerbys, you know, those outside of the neighbor neighbors, they don't think I'm, none of them think I could speak English. I've been speaking well, Spanish in my front yard for years and uh, that's to facilitate them moving on along because with what they're going to talk to them, they, they can't speak Spanish. Yeah. And, and all I did was at the beginning, I said, Hola a few times to them and they kind of, you know, something I, I remember not long ago, um, 
some lady was walking uh, her dog by and it was a German shepherd and Frankie was outside and Frankie again is a German shepherd. And she started saying, Oh my God, our German shepherd's great. And I'd never seen this woman before in my life. It's like I was part of the German shepherd guild just Mm. by having one. So, so I looked at her kind of quizzically and there was like a pause and I said, uh, no, I'll blow English. Well, so there's and okay getting, getting it worked. Back to that. she never she sorry sorry go ahead no, no i was gonna say getting back to that right okay because because people are kind of like you know animal people are like animal people like that's they, they all have like this common thing but then you get into these subgroups and subcategories oh you're a yorkie person or oh you're a shepherd person, or oh you're a pug person you know they're they're very yeah, I'm very two people i'm a dachshund person and a german right. shepherd person right and anyway, then, yeah. God forbid, you get somebody walking by. You're sitting in your robe. You got you got one of the dogs out there, and somebody walks by that you see. Oh my gosh, I I had I had German shepherds for years. Oh, what's his oh, name? And then God. boom, I grew I grew up with a German shepherd. Started. Now I know yeah. about your childhood. You had to right. tell me you grew up with a German shepherd. So it's like they got a foot in the oh. door, and now they're just breaking in, right? They don't. It's it's not even a battering mm. ram. It's just like no hablo. Oh, what's his name? No hablo inglés. Oh, I used to I used to raise German shepherds in a puppy mill. No I loved hablo them. They were my favorite. Inglés. Yeah. Works every time, unless the person is Spanish. I haven't run into that problem yet. I guess I could break out Yiddish. You know, right. we'll see. But very no, similar. It, it, it very is. Sim- it, it's similar. similar. There's car people like that too. Sobs, Subaru. Oh, Subarus out here in the Pacific Northwest. It's Subaru heaven. No, it's, and it's, it's slowly starting to be Subaru heaven here in Reno too. It's there, I, there's I, been like a, a small. I feel like that's because group. of here. I feel like that's because of transplants from here. It, it could be. It's yeah. It could be. And and uh, I have a friend that drives around in a Subaru. And um, I can't really say what we call it because it's inflammatory and derogatory, but um, typically known for lesbian American car owners. But um, he uh, say no more. But, say no uh, more. But he drives around town in this such gall, you know, mm-hmm. to drive around town in that car. And when he sees another Subaru owner, he gives them like with the hand on the wheel, he puts up his two fingers. Like yeah. a cool guy, like like a signal, and then they do it back, Dion. Right, right. They do yeah. it back. It's, it's like, like a, a Subaru two finger club. Oh fucking Christ! Oh, so I'll t- I'll tell you who's like that too. Who the other group of uh, drivers are too? Mini Cooper people. My wife drives a Mini Cooper. She's driven a Mini Cooper for years, and they're like, "Oh yes, it's our secret thing. It's only Minis do it." And they, you know, they, <laughs> they say hello and they wave, and my like, I just I, I you know, mouth agape, <laughs> just looking at her. I'm like, "Do you know that person?" Uh, I, I kind of do. They're driving a Mini Cooper. It's yeah. almost as if we're friends. We just haven't met yet. We you know? have, yeah, we have that. We have that bond, that commonality, that that bond, uh, that mini bond. Oh, I see what you did there. That was good. Hey, hey. Speaking of did, I, I got to did this. I haven't broke out the intro yet. Let's make this an official show. Twenty minutes in, shall we? Powered by Illusione Cigars, this is the unofficial and unauthorized Disillusione D program podcast. Thank you, gents, persons, for tuning in. Make sure to subscribe to Kaplowitz Radio wherever you are listening. I am Kaplowitz Media. With me is my co-host, Deangelito, owner of Illusione Cigars, D.
in flavor, deep. In your mind, go deep at illusionecigars.com. So something else, Dion, I wanted to talk about. Yep. And I hit you up with it like a day or two ago. Subliminal messages. Right. Right. I didn't do any homework on it. So sublim you know, subliminal messaging, it's not as I think as sophisticated. Deep in flavor, deep in your mind. Correct, correct. So what? What? No, that that that's what it is. I mean, that's what Illusioni Cigars is. It's deep in flavor, deep in your mind. It goes oh, back. Oh, what made you think of that? Conscious. That's weird. It, it goes way back. It, it's it's all the things that you don't think of in front of you. It's all the things that are going on in the back of your mind. It, it's a conversation someone is having with your subconsciousness. But anyways, you know, getting back into the day, I mean, that's how they sold a lot of things, right? I mean, that's how they sold laundry detergent. That's how they sold cigarettes. Yeah. That's how they sold, sold uh, you know, patriotism. Um, <laughs> the propaganda link. Yeah, yeah, that's that's how they sold communism. I mean, I'm telling you, it's 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 a real real great way to do it and and it used to be very very sophisticated back in the day and i think the height of that was between the i'd say like the late 30s early 40s all the way up to probably the mid to late 60s before the vietnam war hit it hmm. was it was miraculous the way that companies would sell things or the way that somebody would try and get across their message to you um right through either uh, the sentences they were talking about, you know, talking about certain things. I mean, you would hear something, but you you would hear something up front, but subconsciously you would be thinking of something different because of the <laughs> message it was actually uh, th that they were actually trying to give you. You know? Yeah. Well, and, they would and maybe I grew substitute up with it. A, yeah. So did I, I. I. They would substitute a word. Uh, maybe a word would be slightly off just to, you know, trigger something a little bit to get you th your mind going a different way. It was fascinating. Well, fascinating. The, I, I mean, I grew up with it. They, anybody who had a television back in growing up, back in the time when you grew up with the Transformers. Yeah. Renown for sticking subliminal messages you should look into that if you don't know about it but renowned for sticking subliminal oh, yeah. messages oh, yeah. in, into that and it carries on into like the newer movies there's it, it, it's it's really kind of fascinating yeah and uh, it's it, how effective do you think it is ultimately though I think it's extreme. I think it's it. extremely effective you know because we're all susceptible to that cultish that that um, get in line sheepish mentality where we want to be in on the thing. We want to be participants. We want to be like everybody else. Um, we want what that person has. And ultimately, if you can form a message within whatever it is that you're trying to sell or do or see or believe, um, people are very susceptible to that, to, to get in line, to be compliant uh, mm. because it's comfortable. Right. P other oh, when, yeah. when, when other people start making decisions for you and you don't have to make decisions for yourself, it's comfortable because now it's the, the whole thing of making your own decision smacks of effort. Right. It's like, OK, honey, you're hungry. Um, we're not cooking. Where do you want to go eat? I don't know. You know, so it's this back and forth thing. 
you yeah. want to you want to be you know you want to be on that path that everybody else is you want somebody else to make ultimately make that decision for you right that's right a lot of people a lot of a people, lot of people like a lot. Do, a lot of people like that structure a lot of a lot of people like getting into that routine where it's well, like life oh, life is hard when you have to consider everything yourself and come to a decision right I mean, it's it's time consuming. It's difficult. You you, it, there, you you find out things about yourself that you need to address. Yeah, you know, it's much easier to fit into a box. Well, it's like you can't have the neighbor come by and say, "Hey, Charlie, let's go down to the bar and get a cold one." Oh, no, no, you know, I gotta, I got this other thing I gotta do. It's three thirty. I got, I have to uh, mop the dishes or clean the floors or mop the the ceiling. You know, right, it's like you, right, right. somebody else has already told you to do that, or you have to do it. Um, or your wife is inside. She's saying, "Okay, it's three thirty time. You got to mop. You got to mop the dishes. You got to mop Char- the dishes." And this Charlie is always getting me in trouble because right, right in front of my significant other, he's Instead telling me to like, come out and have fun. And right. what am I going to do? Yeah. Uh, you know, I'm, I, of course routine. I'm going to go with him, but then I got to come home to hell. You know, you can't you can't get out of that because once it's been set, once somebody else has set it for you, made that decision for you at that time. Now you have the excuse. Ah, you know, I really can't do that. Instead of breaking routine, breaking free from that tomato cage. So so are you saying subliminal messages or what? They're they're kind of like they, they give you they seed in your subconsciousness these tomato cages? Oh yeah. Yeah. Every we're all in a tomato cage. We're all a tomato in a cage. And we're ugly tomatoes predominantly but we look at ig we look at all the other social medias and we see how beautiful those other tomatoes out there and those tomatoes are at the store we don't want the ugly tomato right we want the beautiful tomato so what's that done to us that has ultimately influenced us to go do something that we normally probably shouldn't or wouldn't do because again, or wouldn't it's even first think of do, or wouldn't even think of doing. Right, right. It's a tomato. You eat it. You put it in a sauce. You know, you make it a sauce. You make it a sauce. The sauce. Did, did did you get that video I sent yeah. you? That guy. I've is seen that. I've seen that guy before. I saw him make. Uh, I saw him make a lasagna. Before. Oh. The guy, yeah, the guy's great. The guy is fantastic. He, he, he and he uses. He he looks like a pro. The, the way he oh. moves around the kitchen and the little things he says, I'm sure I he has like a culinary background. Quite call what he has in the back of kitchen. It's sort of like Sanford and Son meets Old World. Because, you know, I tell you, I it's guarantee. It's awesome. It's awesome. Like way, cinder blocks. Yeah. And- <laughs> that's the way my, I, I tell you right now, that's the way my grandfather lived in Italy. And that's the way he lived here. Same way. That's awesome. Made things outside, you know, with his hands, you know, crunching things up. I mean, my 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 grandfather had an olive garden, right? He had he had olive trees and he used to make olives and they used to be open in the garage next to the engine blocks. And <laughs> you know, the, the 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 teak oil rags and stuff. And they'd be in there and every once in a while, you know, every few days he'd walk out, you know, he'd he'd plunge his hand into this five gallon home bucket of olives that have been um marinating after he checked his oil yep he'd 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 take he'd pop one in his mouth and he'd eat it no expression at all and he'd just keep walking so i'd go over there i'd do the same thing you know i'd, I'd go in there and it was the most bitter horrible thing that you've ever eaten in your life and i just oh my god is you know but he'd have no expression on his face what that told him was it's not ready yet it's not done 
So you just keep walking. So, but but this is how when I saw this guy, I immediately started having anxiety because this is how my my grandfather, gra- Grandpa Mario, uh, was in the back. He would make everything Mario everything. for real. Mario, Mario, Mario Giolito. Yeah, yeah. So, anyways, um, that's yeah. He, he's a good. Uh, I, I mean, nobody knows out there who we're talking about. It's this. Uh, it's on you, YouTube. It's YouTube yeah. sensation Italian um, cooking genius. Yeah, old old Italian guy cooks Italian food. I guess would come up with a YouTube hit on him, but it's a hit on him. That's probably something that would make him nervous from his background. It would result in some searches. Uh, it would search. You know what I mean? I, I don't want to yeah. threaten a guy, but it, no, he, he's. So, so this is why I'm woefully inadequate with my uh, researching for subliminal messages because I must have watched about eight of his videos last night. And uh, when he does move inside, it's a quite oh, yeah. nice kitchen. Yeah, yeah. But it's very homey. It's very nice. It's very clean. It's like it's like a home. It's like a semi-professional kitchen. You know, like a like a professional grade home kitchen. And um, he's still cranking out the videos. So his yeah. name is uh, Pasquale Schirapa. I'm glad you handled that. Pasquale Schirapa. Schirapa. And he makes Schirapa. the Sauce. Schirapa. Sauce. 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 Not, I, I, almost, I almost expected him to call it gravy. I, I grew up in little, I grew up in kind of like a little Italy, little Italian neighborhood in Brooklyn. And well, I guess really it's gravy. a Sicilian thing. No, well, they, they, but, they call it gravy, and I don't know well, if it's a Sicilian thing, no, like I that's said. A different or... thing. That's a different thing. The sauce, what he made, is just a tomato, basic tomato sauce that you can actually make. Very basic. Make. Salt, salt and basil. Yes, but that's what you can't, that's, that's the building blocks for your gravy, right? Because mm. now you can, you can take that sauce and build it into a gravy. You can put your meat in there. Oh, you know, okay. That is just your bit. You can use that for, I mean, you know, he even says you don't want to add oregano, right? Because now it's a uh, pizzaioli sauce. Right. So, you know, <laughs> and, and so he doesn't want to put the oregano in there because it's just a basic sauce. Now, this is like the mother sauce for all, mm. you know, Italian sauces. You know, you can make gotcha. whatever you want. You Yeah. Exactly. It's it's like you add your meat, you add your exactly. whatever, or you gotcha. can eat it just like that. Just the tomatoes with a little bit of fresh pasta. Now, now, now little I was a it. bit concerned in that one video, the first one that caught my attention of his. I don't know why YouTube thought I needed to see it, but you know, thanks YouTube. You know me better than me sometimes. But um, little concern that I had was I don't know anything about canning, so take take that as the context. But at the end, he just tightens the mason jar and he puts it away. Well, I don't think he put it away yet. I think what he did was he let it rest there. Right, right. He was letting it rest for a day or two or whatever. But but I think he'll eventually boil it. I think he should have said something about that. Well, that's a different show. That's about canning, right? Right, but I just I think like uh, my my fear is somewhere out there so, some some you know housewife is poisoning her family because she didn't know that you have to actually finish whatever the heck the canning process is, yeah. and her family is just slowly being poisoned to death by her. Well, it's, no, it's it's not slowly. I mean, because it's going to be botulism, and they will die a quick, horrible, and painful death. From I the stand botulism. corrected. 
I stand corrected. It's just it, it seemed like he should have said something about like you know like la- later I uh, I boil. Well, it, I th- you know I think you should uh, reach out to YouTube and uh, flag that video. <laughs> I think I think you should be that person. You mean I can be a hero too, Dion? You, yeah, you could reach out and save a whole bunch of lives. You can be a do-gooder and let Ugh. everybody know that those those uh, canning vessels they have to be sanitized, and then when the it's, lid is I on, do them, it, it I do it boils. for the children. Right. I do it for the children, and, yes, and uh, because children normally watch seventy-year-old men making making. <laughs> Making the sauce, the well, sauce. The sauce. That I, I, I'm, I, I haven't had the opportunity to say sauce yet. In, in, you know, general speaking, you know, amongst friends, but I'm never going to say sauce again. It's sauce. Mm-hmm. It, that's what it is. It, it, it was it, that it, my takeaway from watching eight, maybe nine videos of his is I'm forever now going to say sauce. Because it well, makes it's sense. Neat, yeah. It's a neat thing to watch. I mean, he does it real old school rustic style. That's yeah. that's that's how he did it, and that's how he's Legit. always going to do it. Yeah. Legit. And now he does have, but you know, watching he watching the video, he does have very, very nice um pots and pans. Yes. He's yeah. he was a pro. He was a pro. And you know, yeah, when when he when he juiced, when he squeezed the water out of the mm-hmm. tomatoes, I was half asleep when I was watching this. But um, I mean, he had some not cheap, very professional grade, strangely new looking though stuff. Well, you know, not you can go I'm down to restaurants. Yeah, you can go down to restaurant supply like Resco. Those pots, they're not like overly expensive. I mean, like those big uh, sauce pots. Yeah, like a cauldrons. crab pot or a call. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're not overly expensive. Um, you just got to watch it because some some of those and and he alluded to it too he's like you got to keep stirring it because you know it'll burn it'll stick to the bottom of the pan you know because there's not good heat dispersion on the bottom of those things um but you know they're made for institutional use right so people are always stirring and pouring in and taking out so there's somebody there yeah there's always yeah it's uh, on the back of the oven it's staying warm so i mean yeah there's somebody always tending to it i mean if you take that pot into a normal house and you you put it you put it on the flame and you walk away from it your whole house is going to be filled with smoke and, there's and you might be as well inch. throw the pot out yeah you're throw not the pot scraping out. that yeah 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 there's going to be an inch of burned whatever it is on the bottom of that pot you will not get it off it will be there forever throw it away that's why those pots cost 25 30 bucks right Right, I think grab and go. Out here, it's the grab and go, and I, I've been there. I, every time I need fifty pounds of rice or a eighty-gallon pot, I, I head on down to the grab and go. And and it's funny because it's a people don't realize maybe that institutional cooking is a different thing entirely than home cook than home cooking. So I'm forever pet peeved by by people calling themselves home chefs. So You're not a home chef. Something. I noticed a chef, something. A was... chef is a job title. You're well, not is, a home chef. But, but dig this. Did did you notice something? I, I noticed something. Because okay. he had a, a massive amount of tomatoes, right? And then he rendered them down. He cooked them down. My, and my friend pointed that out to me. And, he, and then they went she, into like six bottles. She said he knew where to get cases, you know? Yeah, but, but still, okay, so there was a lot more sauce there than just for those six or eight uh, mason jars. A True. lot more. 
you know, so I was looking at that and it was, it, it, it kind of confused me now. Maybe he's just doing it for pr production sake, you know, so he, he's not showing people uh, that he's filling 50 or 60 mason jars, but by the same token with the amount of sauce that was in the bottom of that, uh, of that, uh, uh, you know, that, that, that pot, mm. did you see the amount of salt that that guy put in there? I noticed that it was a it was a massive amount it of was salt. a devastating amount of salt. Oh. Yet in another video, when he boils spaghetti, he didn't salt oil. He didn't put salt and or nor oil in it. Well, putting putting oil in 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 a rolling pot of water for pasta is is a sin. You don't do that. Oh well, it, you're supposed um, to do that. You're not I supposed mean, to traditionally I know what it does American breaks. style, but right, it, but, it, but you're you're definitely supposed to salt. Salt it, yeah. You're supposed he to didn't. salt it. My, my spaghetti water is like a brine when yeah. I make spaghetti. And, and I put a lot of salt in. That's how it should be for the most part. I mean, that's if you talk to you know a lot of Italians, it should be that way. Um, but the the amount of salt that he put in those tomatoes, I just oh my. God, you know, I, I mean, it was like hand. It was like two huge handfuls. No, literal handfuls. And and maybe that's why. Maybe he does. Maybe there's so much salt in there uh, between the tomato acidity and the salt. He doesn't need to boil them after. Yeah. You think? I maybe I, can't I, I don't know. I don't know. But he, you know, it wasn't a. I mean, he wasn't really like talking about a recipe. You know, he's like, okay, now you're going to put in this many tomatoes, and you're going to put in, you know, this much salt. You know, right, again, right. with my with my grandmother and grandfather, it was all about feel. It was all about knowing how to do it years over years. Of course, nobody's measuring scoops so of stuff. You could you not know. ever get you could not ever get a recipe from them, right? You, you in order to get the recipe, you just had to watch how they do it. Right, right, and 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 I love that, and I think we've spoke about that before. I can't stand recipes where they tell you to add a quarter of a teaspoon of something, unless yeah. we're talking baking. Just like, just like, tell me what you're doing. Let me watch, you know, well, like actually, actually tell me a story that's completely unrelated to what you're doing. I'll listen to the story. I'll watch what you're doing. Nah, I don't know if I can do that. I don't know. I'd like to see that. I'd like so, to see that. Look, first time, if I make something for like first time ever, if I don't, if I've never made it before, I have to have a recipe, right? Because you have to have the basis for how to make that thing then when you make that thing you can go okay well i liked it but there was too much i, I, I didn't That's like the rosemary the, the rosemary is good, so i'm gonna omit the rosemary or add half well then you could tweak it to make your own but if i say okay i'm going to make um if i'm if i'm going to make a dish that i've never made before i just don't jump in okay like if i'm gonna make what's that one pot of few or if i'm going to make um What's that that chicken and lima bean, that French thing with a little bit of sausage in there and it's kind of like slow cooked in a crock? I, I don't know. Right. Okay. So if I'm going to make anyway. that, okay, if I'm going to make that, which I kind of have an idea of how it goes, but if I did that myself outside of a recipe, it would be disastrous, right? <laughs> it would be a disaster. Yeah. Uh, so, I, I mean, I, I, I can't remember the last time outside of, again, baking that I followed a recipe. Well, it's because you were in the business for years, right? You were in the industry for years. So you have a, a good natural um, understanding. You can wrap but, your but, head around. But none how to of do that things. translates. And that's something I wanted to get at before. No industrial cooking experience in my life has translated to cooking at home. I can't cook at home. I can't cook on this tiny electric range that I have. I need like a big freaking flame. I don't know what I'm doing on it. I still haven't adjusted. Everything is dinky. Like I, I just, maybe I'm overly rigid, 
but I think at, so. at, at home, I just like, I assemble stuff. Right. Well, you don't have stations at home and restaurants and kitchens. You have stations. Yeah. I'm like some lame short order cook. Right. You know, I'm like slinging hash in my kitchen, which is fun. It's fine. Get outside of your comfort zone and do like what Pasquale does. Go in the back, put some some cinder blocks together, make a U-shaped cinder block thing, throw a whole bunch of wood in there. Was it like 15 bucks out the door, right? Yeah, start cooking. Or no, no, just go knock some cinder blocks off your neighbor's wall. They ain't going to notice. Just take the top line off. Nobody measures their wall. Nobody measures their wall every day. No. All you need is like about three, six, you know, maybe a dozen cinder blocks at the very most. Now you can cook all your stuff outside and you don't have to have, you don't have the cleanup. You could just hose it out. You know, there is an allure. There is an allure. You need, you need like a grill that you could get off of somebody's like bar out of somebody's uh, Weber. Shopping cart. Shopping cart. Oh, you know, I have a shopping cart. So some of the work I've been doing outside was I did a dump run and I don't know how I came to own a shopping cart. But well, it somebody must probably have been years ago. Off. No, somebody probably dropped it off. And, and I just like going home and I just like snatched it before like it wound up. Uh, you know what? Maybe I, I could see myself just snatching it before it wound up like embedded yeah. in the side of my car parked in a driveway. Right. And just tucking it in my shed outside in the backpack. Uh, I, I, I don't know. But I have I have a shopping cart is what I'm saying. So you're telling me I have a grill. I'm, ha- I'm halfway to a grill. I just need to get some cinder blocks. Yeah. That's and it. I have flagstones. That's something else I'm doing. I'm moving mm-hmm. some flagstones along, uh, making a path with flagstones. Now you can make a pizza oven. I, I had no idea. You can make I a bread no oven, idea. an outdoor bread oven. That would be great, Dion. That would really be great. I'm still doing my daily bread. Still. That was doing so my two COVID. Weeks. Bread was so two weeks ago. I like it. I was bred before, not to this extent. I think, and I I'm, think I'm, I think I'm going to be bred after. I can't yeah. get the bread I want at a store. No, I can't. can't. I can't. I went to Fred Meyer, and I, I I didn't realize how much of a sourdough snob I am. I looked at what they called sourdough, and I I think I literally turned my nose up, Dion. Like literally, tucked my chin up in the air, and this is nothing. It's not cooked enough. It's flat. Why is it, why is it flat? We're pretty, you, yeah, we're pretty fortunate here. We have uh, Truckee Sourdough Company here, and they make outstanding sour. They make all outstanding breads here. Um, hmm. Any bread, ciabatta, you know, baguette, French sourdough, uh, killer, killer bread. So we're very fortunate in that regard because they distribute to all the stores here. Okay, see, we, we, we don't have that going on necessarily unless there's a bunch of bakeries, but they're they're so uh they're so hippie bent mm-hmm. that it's like uh like I, I don't want your ancient grains. I oh, don't no, we want have those hemp, too. I don't want hemp seeds. Yeah. Don't get uh, me wrong. We have those too, but for like a larger scale, now by no means are these guys like you know, conglomerate bread company. They're very small, they're very regional. That sounds um, lovely, but, though. But they supply, you know, they, they get their product out to the stores, you know, so you can go to Albertsons, you can go to whatever wow. store in town, and they pretty much have the Truckee, uh, the the Truckee Sourdough Company bread there. Um, and now if you want something that, and it, look, it is very artisanal, but if you want something even like level above artisanal, then you go to the other places like Butter and Salty, you go to this place over here, Rounds. Um hmm. 
bakery and then you get like the, the, the whatever it is that they think is better than the other guys so it, it's all relative i mean it's just bread right it's bread you can even go to whole foods i mean if that's the thing eat- it's just bread it's it, it, it triggers the same let's talk about another pet peeve it triggers the same pet peeve i have about designer jeans a pair of jeans are not supposed to be 300 400 dollars they're yeah. not they're not inherently meant to be expensive they're meant well, to be durable and cheap that's blue jeans it's all relative to what you know how much you have in your pocket too i mean there are a lot of dishes out there so like lobster i mean lobster was a uh a, a, a garbage uh you know a garbage station. nobody nobody would eat lo- lobster right mm. it was it was a a junk crustacean it feeds on the bottom yeah. Nobody want now. <clears throat> it's it's like an expensive thing. It's the most expensive thing on on the menu, right? So there's a lot of things like that in life. Yeah, and 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 every single one of them, I can't stand it. I can't pizza. Make me make me a, make me a pizza, like a good pizza, good ingredients, very simple. Just a good cheese pizza. That's a all I want. Good cheese pizza. There's two acceptable toppings. Right. Only two. There's pepperoni. And there's anchovy and you don't mix them. Those are the only two acceptable toppings for pizza. And uh, I prefer no topping. Yeah. I've, I've gotten away from all the toppings. I, I, I slowly went for, you know, like you want as much on it as possible when you're young, but you know, go up and then I want two, two things on top, you know, because it's, it's lighter. It doesn't like fall in your lap when you pick it up. <laughs> you don't need to eat it with a fork. Yeah, it doesn't because slide only psychopaths off. eat pizza with a fork. Yeah, right. So I'm just about the cheese pizza. You know, three simple ingredients. You got your dough. You got your uh, you got your good sauce. And sauce. You have sauce, and you have your your fresh grated mozzarella. That's pretty right. much it. That's all you need. Maybe a little basil, but that's is that is it man what yeah I mean, for like a margarita pizza yeah. mar- margarita you know whatever margarita you, you, margarita, you put you put, you put you put you put it a basil on that's all you need that's yeah. all you need yeah yeah you know uh, you, it, but but people make it fancy and i've went down that slope myself too like i i and you hit rock bottom with like you you're looking at this pizza that that doesn't even have any sauce on it 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 has refried beans spread around it with taco crumbs, uh, taco and, shell crumbs on it, and and lettuce. Yeah, and Jolly Ranchers, and Jolly Ranchers, and jelly beans, and you're like, oh my god, you know, you have this out of body experience, and you're horrified by who you've become yeah. while you're looking at this pizza with a fucking licorice stick on it. You That's know, ridiculous. we've all been there, ridiculous. but you, but you reel it in and you go back to the basics and you realize that they are the basics for a reason. The basics are the best. Yep. I mean, yeah. Yeah. The way, the way it was invented, like fish and chips, right? Classic fish and chips. You go to the chippy, you mm. get your, you get your <laughs> chips, you get your, you know, your one plank. If you're, if you're not so hungry, your two planks uh of your white fish you know your mm-hmm. cod that's it you know maybe a little malt vinegar but when you go to these places oh well you know we have two types of fish and chips and we it, oh, it comes from something we have we have a we have a tilapia and we have a king salmon with right. a spicy remoulade I'm like, it, that's not fish and chips do not call that right. fish and chips. i i know i i i actually uh, this past weekend i went and got fish and chips from a fish market restaurant kind of thing mm-hmm. downtown here 
And they asked me what type of coleslaw I wanted with it out of, I think they had five or six different types of coleslaw. First of all, it's nice coleslaw. It's not part of the fish and chip experience, but it's, an you know, it's a it's nice an side. It's an add on, but yeah. give me fucking coleslaw. Yeah. I don't need five options of coleslaw. Yeah. Just give me the one coleslaw. Give me the coleslaw. I said coleslaw. Right. Give me the I'd... one most like coleslaw. Yeah, the one, the one, the one most like Colonel Sanders would make. Make me that one, and I'll eat that one. I don't want the Thai chili peanut slaw. I yeah. exactly make me, make me the Colonel Sanders slaw. Exactly, coleslaw, blue jeans, mm-hmm. pizza. Just give me them and right. go Speaking away. Of which don't put blue cheese in my coleslaw. Somebody tried to do that to me once, and I almost uh... threw it across the restaurant. Like, one of the that? one of the options was a peanut butter coleslaw where they add peanut butter oil into it and crumbled up bits of pizza of uh, peanuts. Yeah, no, that's a Thai slaw. They called it peanut butter. I guess we're not evolved enough out here yet to understand that. It's well, they don't thai. want to call it what it really is. It's a Thai and slaw. I don't want I don't want that with my fish and chips. How yeah. does that ever go with fish and chips? In it what universe doesn't it doesn't in what universe? None, none. I want to be in. Give me the uh, fish. Uh, give me the chips. I don't want the tilapia. I don't want the king salmon that you guys couldn't sell for the past three days. Deep fried. Right, right, I, right. I don't, don't, want, don't rec- I, I don't yeah. want whatever fish you're recommending. Right. Because I, don't want I know the, the meeting that happened yeah. before when the owner is telling you to push that. Yeah, because I don't it's want going the, bad. Yeah, I don't want the habanero, uh, achote, uh, uh, spicy remoulade. That does not go on my fish and chips. It's either tartar sauce or vinegar sauce, and that's it. Yeah. It, you know? it, life doesn't have to be so complicated. Right. And it's ultimately more enjoyable when you stick to the goddamn basics. You know, coffee. Coffee got off on a tangent. Like, yeah. Uh, yeah, like, we talk about that all the time. Now. We talked about it all the time, but Dion, I got to tell you, I had I had a pretty bad experience this morning before I went outside to 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 you know put up the beware of dog sign where the where the doorbell was. Um, I happened upon a couple of cans of uh, nitro coffee. Yeah. Um, have you tried this? The canned nitro stuff. Yeah, I've had it. I mean, in a pinch. Horrible. Yeah, it's it's bitter. It's it's fizzy, bitter liquid. Oh, I wouldn't. I don't know if I would have guessed coffee if handed that blindfolded. I don't know if uh, coffee might have been in my top five of guesses. So there's a lot of places. Yeah, there's a lot of places that actually pull nitro coffee. um, Yeah, it's on tap. Coffee houses. Yeah, never had it. Never no, had I, it actually. I, had, I don't go to those places. No. I've had the can, you know, like I've had. The, yeah, that's the, what I had. The, the can, it's, it's horrible. It, it's, it, it's, it's. I got to uh, go try. I got, maybe I got to go try it to see if there is a noticeable difference. I doubt it, but. Everything know. in a can is the rage now. Yeah. To, to the point of can shortage. And, and the only thing I'm excited about is the return of basically coke black are you familiar with coke black yeah i remember that wasn't that like extra caffeine wasn't it like a real zippy coca-cola no 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 it was coke and coffee oh that's right that's right well it is okay so it was zippier i mean it had it was uh, well it had more more, exactly yeah 
Okay, exactly. Gotcha. I remember so it. I remember it. It's back. They're not calling it Coke Black. And this is not breaking news. It's been back for a while. It's making rounds. It's it's kind of like, Dion, it's kind of like my McRib. Yeah. And I was, and I went looking for it, couldn't find it, got in my brain. Now I need something in a can. Not a huge soda person necessarily. So I got the coffee. And that's how I wound up with this rise nitro brewed can of stuff that is immensely so caffeinated. So caffeinated. I'm I'm finally now coming down off of like a high where I was like feeling noises and yeah. jittery. Like, like I felt autistic for a little bit while I was working outside. Yeah, like the sun was correct. making me cringe. You know, is 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 that really that loud when my neighbor yeah, walks by in his windbreaker suit? Is it, like that's incredibly loud. That's feeling hurting. the vibration of the universe, and you can't get rid of it. it because it's in me. Because the universe is in me, Dion. I am my own universe. Is what I came to understand while I was I think, high on caffeine. And uh, I, you know what? I, I I think that's a wrap. Okay, we'll talk Don't next you? week. All right. Amazing. I, I didn't like that one. I didn't like that one. <laughs>